Hello, and welcome back to Climbing the Castle, your definitive Disney ranking podcast. I'm Dominic. And I'm Charlie. And today we'll be discussing The Santa Claus 2. Eight years after the events of the first film, Scott Calvin has proven himself as the best Santa Claus anywhere. But when his son Charlie is placed on the naughty list, he must return home to strain him out. He must also find a new wife by Christmas Eve. He leaves an almost exact toy replica of himself in charge of the North Pole and heads home. But when the replica goes power mad and plans to replace the toys with lumps of coal, Scott must must stay true to his mission and return to the North Pole to save Christmas. And this was another good movie. I enjoyed this movie. It's a pretty good sequel. I kind of like this better than the first one, but at the same time, I don't think it's necessarily better than the first one. I definitely enjoy the first one more, and I definitely agree that it's not a better movie as well. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, it still has like plenty of positives it is as fun. well as those negatives. It's still an enjoyable movie, and it is very rare that movies like this actually have a good sequel, so like, it was a nice take to see that, but there are definitely some some issues that I do have that kind of like just prevent me from bringing it above the first one but before we get into talking about any of the issues how about we get into the fun facts of course let's jump right into our fun facts toy santa's line here are a sad strange little man is also used by tim allen as buzz lightyear in toy story also when toy santa says i think santa feels a little buzz is from him being buzz lightyear in toy story so we're getting those Toy Story references with the Toy Santa. I mean, it makes sense that they would include that stuff in there. It's <laughs> pretty and it always makes it always makes me so happy to hear it every time I watch it. It's just like, oh, he said the line. <laughs> when Santa is on his first date with the aspiring singer-songwriter, if you look at her shirt, the face of Santa is that of Tim Allen. Imagine going on a date and your face is on your date's sweater. That'd be kind of awkward. Yeah. It's like <laughs> dating one of your fans. <laughs> one of your like mega diehard fran- fans. Yeah. There is actually a hidden Mickey in this movie. And it is in Santa's room before he's getting the news from the elves. There's a hidden Mickey in Santa's room? Yeah. I don't think I noticed it. Me neither. <laughs> well, I didn't notice the first time. I think I saw a glimpse of it. I couldn't tell you where, but I think I saw a glimpse of <laughs> Oh, hey, there it is. When Scott is trying to explain to Carol that he is Santa, she says, so far, so good. You don't wear socks with sandals, and you've never been to prison. Scott replies, well, because Tim Allen did spend time in prison on drug charges before his acting career. Yeah, I, I like how they drew that joke in there. It's like a kind of like a Easter egg joke. A nice little... <laughs> Like, I'm sure that was, I feel like that was Tim Allen, like, improvising that or something. Probably. Which works I out mean, great. He's making fun of himself. Yeah. A fiberglass tin soldier costume weighed over 40 pounds, and according to the actors who wore them, were uncomfortable and hard to move in. Sounds miserable. I do not want to wear a 45-pound suit. Yeah, no. <laughs> it's almost like uh, when Tim Allen was talking about the Santa suit. Yeah. For the first movie. Mm-hmm. I guess they focused on his suit and didn't think, oh, these <laughs> Sin Soldiers will be fine. 
Let them walk around in a 45-pound suit. They'll be fine. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure they were burning up. Mm-hmm. The line, quit the chit-chat, Chet, comes directly off a season one episode of Tim Allen's Home Improvement, where a man named Chet on the phone babbles too much during a game of Stump the Tool Man. They really like pulling all these Easter eggs from Tim Allen's career, don't they? <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, it kind of makes sense. Like, you see some of them from Robin Williams' movie, too. Yeah. In the restaurant scene, you can hear extras in the background repeatedly saying the same thing, such as, oh my god, I'll drink to that and cheers. Which, after reading that, I listened in, and they are saying that, and I thought that was just kind of funny. They couldn't, like, think of anything else to say at all. No. Like, they couldn't give them another <laughs> line or talk about something else. Or... Well, if someone starts singing that terribly to a Christmas parody song, <laughs> I would also be going, oh my god, I need a drink. <laughs> a very early teaser trailer reveals that at one point this movie had the subtitle the escape clause and was scheduled for release in november 2001 this would later be used as the subtitle for the third movie so they just took an old title for this movie and reused it for the third movie yes but they actually used it for something <laughs> i don't want to give away too much about the third movie since we're talking about that next week but just a nice little thing. Uh, this is the last Santa Claus film to feature David Crumholtz as Bernard. Did he get replaced in the last? In the no, he's not even in he's the just not third in the I was going to say. Molly Shannon, who plays the Christmas-obsessed Tracy in this movie, previously appeared as Betty Lou Who in How the Grinch Stole Christmas. So she's just Christmas everything. <laughs> oh, yeah. She obviously really loves Christmas. <laughs> A new North Pole set was constructed for the sequel film. The new set is similar to the one from the original Santa Claus, but is brighter and more magical. The new set also fleshed out more of Santa's village, including multiple different buildings and an outdoor square, which was only mentioned briefly in the first film. Yeah, they did give the North Pole like an entire village this time. That wasn't there last time. And then I will say in the third movie, it's even bigger, so... I I feel like that's a good thing. Like you're just constructing upon Santa's village every single time and making yeah, it bigger. And it's showing progression through yeah. the North Pole. Mm-hmm. Because all the elves, apart from Bernard, were played by child actors who had grown up in the eight years between films. None of the other elves from the original appear in the sequel. So we got a whole bunch of new elves. They had to recast. Yeah, but I feel like. They, like, aimed for the same exact look as half of the other elves from the first movie. Yeah. Like, <laughs> there was definitely quite a few elves that, like, that's the same person from the last one, but it's just, like, recast as a different child. And I, I have more, like, to say on that when we actually get into the episode, but, like, it seemed like they had a type. <laughs> At one hour and 20 minutes... Scott and Curtis are captured, and the marquee over the workshop says there's only 19 minutes until Christmas. Exactly nine minutes later, in real time, Charlie warns Scott that there's only 10 minutes left. Yeah, I like so, when I actually follow along in real time, and it's not like... And it's not like played out like <laughs> several minutes have passed and really only a few seconds have in the film. Mm-hmm. I really like that. I appreciate that. And I saved our favorite for last. Casting notes. Casting notes. 
for Mother Nature. Mm, okay. We have Julie Andrews, Kathy, I can never say her name, Kathy Najimi, Uma Thurman, Harold Shelley, and Lisa Ann Walter. Okay. Some some pretty interesting choices there. We really could have gotten Mary Poppins in this movie. We didn't even need her as Mother Nature. She could have came as Mary Poppins. <laughs> as this Mary Poppins is just a... a She's uh, already a magical figure. <laughs> I think she should have been a part of the film in the first place. Yeah, that's true. But if we did Uma Thurman, the movie would have to be changed to Kill Santa. <laughs> I mean, we almost got that in The Nightmare Before Christmas. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, that's all the notes I got. Some good fun facts. Interesting ones. But uh, let's go ahead and move on to our scoring. Starting off a story, I have an 85. I have an 80 for my story. Okay. So. Just to start off, like, what was the whole point of that plane flying overhead? Yeah. That what was, were they doing? That was very random. I don't understand why they decided to include that, like, whole bit in there. But I did like, enjoy the pilot, like, whenever, for some reason, they had a radar that could hear that yeah. toy, which was unbelievably loud, if you yes. could hear it throughout the entire workshop. And not only that, <laughs> but you'd be able to catch it by a plane. Yeah, it was extremely But I enjoyed loud. the pilot, like, dancing along with it. <laughs> then he got all mad when they cut it off right at the chorus. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I mean, that was just so weird. Just, just uh, like a random group of people flying over the North Pole. And, like, the North Pole is just trying to remain hidden. But, like, like, what was the point of them flying? Like, why were they there? Uh, I need backstory on that. I don't know. They seemed like they were military, based on, like, the, the things that they were saying. Because they were but saying... Who, were they expecting to fight Santa Claus or something? I don't know. Is what that they why were... they were in the North Pole? Maybe they're picking up some kind of signatures from the North Pole that they're investigating. Yeah, but they didn't explain it so it's like it's left a mystery of what the point of that was again like i said it was just very random and also like i don't understand they're trying to say hidden but then in the north pole they stick a giant periscope out of this ground that looks like a candy cane like yeah. that's just kind of giving away your location there and they didn't notice the candy cane pole anyways no they weren't even paying attention to it somehow because they were too busy looking at the radar, apparently. And they're trying to hide the North Pole, but people already know it exists. Because in the first movie, he showed himself flying in his sleigh in front of a crowd of people. Yeah, I don't know. No one else thought to tell that other guy to put turn all that music down either, though. Yeah, and he didn't notice the flashing red light. Like, yeah, it was loud. <laughs> Everyone else is panicking and scrambling, and he's just sitting in his little sleigh listening to the music, and no one else buzzes to, like, tell him to calm down. <laughs> yeah, and then he tries to justify his actions by saying, in the rules, it says that elves <laughs> are... He's one of those characters. Mm -hmm. Curtis is like, elves are required to listen to Christmas music, or listen to music. Yeah. <laughs> And then the whole time, Bernard's like, you have to tell him the news. And it's like, okay, why couldn't Bernard just do it? Uh, because Bernard didn't want that bird. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, fair, but still. But uh, then it cuts to Charlie at his school doing Mission Impossible. 
from the ceiling with this girl that we don't even see in the rest. Yeah, I don't or, understand. Well, we do for a little bit. <laughs> I don't understand why they introduced her if they were never going to show her again, except for like that one tiny spot when he's like throwing snowballs at the principal's house. Yeah, like, I was thinking, oh, so we're going to get a love interest for Charlie also. Which, nope. I mean, yeah, it is, but like, <laughs> We get nothing after they, that. They didn't focus on that at all. And there was so much more they could have did with that. Because even, like, he brings it up to his dad for, like, a split second. Like, they have a hard, hard talk about it, about him liking a girl. But then they never show her again. <laughs> yeah. It's like, why bother with that? <laughs> and then why didn't she warn him that the principal had to enter the gym? <laughs> I mean, that is a good point. Because she had to have walked all the way up there and, like, placed a ladder there. She would have been seen. She should have been seen just carrying the ladder through the gym. Like, yeah, I mean, that also, I feel like that mural should have taken Charlie hours to paint. Like, I feel like he should have been there like the entire night to paint that entire thing that he had painted. Well, I mean, it seemed like it was cutting. It was kind of doing this time lapse kind of thing. Yeah, I don't but know. that was a very intricate painting that he put up there. <laughs> like, yeah. Although I know nothing about spray painting because I just don't do it. I mean, I don't spray paint either, but I'm just talking about art in general. Like, yeah, that was a very detailed drawing. And be, like, he put a lot of effort into that. And he's just like, I don't know. Then the principal comes, just walks up and climbs the ladder at him. Like, there should have been some kind of warning. <laughs> Charlie, you need to leave her. You need to leave that girl. <laughs> she was not paying attention. She wasn't on guard. <laughs> uh, but then we go back in. That's when Scott gets the news about Charlie being on the naughty list and that he needs to find a wife. Which I don't understand why it took this long for the clause to kick in and why he didn't find out about it until like the last year. Like apparently yeah. it's been how many years? Like Charlie's already grown up and in, in like according to everything, it's been eight years. So like they couldn't have warned him about this. A couple years ago and given them more time than 30 days to figure it out. Yeah, I guess they had just found it in the rules. Which, if that's the case, what happened to the first Mrs. Claus when the other Santa died? <laughs> I don't know. The whole sequence just doesn't make sense as to how they got away with this for so long without knowing about this. I have a note written in here saying, why not Utah? What? <laughs> why not Utah? What is that? And I don't remember. <laughs> but yeah, he's already changing. He's already losing his Santa-like qualities to him. Yeah. And I mean, even the uh, meeting that they have, they were noticing it. Yeah, the Council of Legendary Figures. Yes. I, I put it down as magic people meeting. <laughs> I I only I had to rewind it to hear what they had called it so I can take that in a proper <laughs> note of what it was. The council but I mean, of legendary figures. I am also curious about their backstory. Did they have to kill someone to be get their place? I don't know. I don't <laughs> maybe <laughs> I don't know who's original they might be the originals. Like the original Mother Nature and the original That 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 doesn't have that doesn't affect my story score, but I just want to know, did they have to kill the other, like, Mother Nature, Father Time? They could be the original. We don't know. Or maybe they're the children of the original and they inherited it. Who knows? <laughs> How come Jack Skellington isn't included in it? I know. <laughs> the... 
Halloween doesn't cool. have anything in there. I feel like they were missing quite a few legendary figures there. Like, yeah, that was just like Mary bit. Poppins. <laughs> also, why didn't Scott just marry Mother Nature for real? Because like, I would have been a heartbeat. <laughs> like she seemed so concerned about losing him to Santa Claus, she could have just married him to keep his job. And <laughs> well, I wonder if it's something like legendary figures couldn't marry each other or anything Maybe. like that. <laughs> well, then they come up with the idea to run this machine, like run Santa through this machine. Which to, does not seem like, very safe at all. Doesn't sound like a smart idea at all. Like, I mean, what? then we see a squirrel run in or it was a mouse. Yeah. Run in and it gets cloned like instantly. But there was lag with Scott when he went mm-hmm. through. Well, I mean, it is a much bigger creature. And he was naked. <laughs> I don't see why they couldn't just let Bernard run things, though. Like, why would yeah. they think it was a good idea to Like, to Bernard's the head elf. Like, Santa he could have said, look, Santa has some things to take care of. I'm in charge. Because Bernard knows what he's doing at this point. Yeah. He's been around for a long time. I mean, the first year that Tim... Why was, why was I going to call him Tim Allen? I mean, <laughs> Scott techni- Calvin. technically it is Tim Allen. Yeah, but I the mean, first so year you're that, not wrong. <laughs> the first year that Scott Calvin became Santa Claus, that left Bernard to be running things for a little bit in that transitional period of Scott Allen becoming Santa Claus. So, like, it's not like he hasn't done anything. <laughs> I'm before. sorry, you just said Scott Allen? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, my brain is all fried, right? <laughs> no, no, it works. It works. This is funny. I love it. <laughs> but but yeah, yeah, Bernard has experience running things for that short period of time. It's not like he doesn't know what he's doing. And he's been there how many years already? Yeah, like so. he's been around for a while. He should be able to run that place. Why would they time. why would they not trust him and then they would trust a fake toy Santa Claus instead? Who was horrifying, by the way. Oh yeah. And like, I'm sorry, it's obvious that you know, not just because we watched it happen, but it's obvious it's not him by his expressions, and he literally looks like plastic. Yeah. I mean, Toy Santa Claus is just Santa Buzz Lightyear. Like... Exactly. <laughs> That's a different kind of Toy Story, though. <laughs> he 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 sounds like him. He kind of acts like him a little bit before he goes, like, full berserk. Which, like I put this in with the story notes, the okay. transitions... Because Bernard was talking about how bad of an idea it was for Santa. And it instantly transitions mid-sentence to him explaining to the elves <laughs> about mm-hmm. why Santa looks that way. Yeah. Which also, like, doing it that way just brings even more attention to it than yeah. if they were to not say anything about it. <laughs> I'm sure if they said nothing about it, no one would have really asked. I don't know about that. I feel like they had to do it. Yes, it does bring more attention to it, but I feel like if they didn't do it this way, someone would have said something, and then it would have, like, they they did it this way just to keep people from saying something. Yeah. It was like a warning, basically. Like, don't bring up the fact that we all know Santa's not real. This this is a fake Santa. Don't bring it up and just keep going with it. Which, I mean, we see Judy later on go along with it. Um, But we get to... Scott being at the principal with uh, Lauren Neal mm-hmm. talking about Charlie. And we do get to see a scene where 
another student is scared of Principal Newman. Mm -hmm. Just because he's skateboarding in the hallway. And all she has to do is look him in the eyes. He goes, what do you, or she says, uh, look into my eyes. What do you see? And he's like, there's a dark void. It's very dark and cold. I feel like principles like this only exist in movies and TV. Like, no parent is actually going to let, like, a principal interact with their kids like this in real life. Yeah. <laughs> like, I mean, she's technically not doing anything illegal, but if... Like, the, she shouldn't be interacting with children like that, though. No. Like, even the way she's, like, talking to some of the parents and stuff like that. It's like, this is not the person that you want running the school. That your this is not who to. you want watching your children while you're gone. <laughs> um... But I mean, we kind of get the old Scott Calvin from the first movie. Yeah. Which is what I love because it's while Neil's talking. And Neil's still running, wearing those ugly sweaters. Yeah, but I mean, he seems to like Scott now. There's a little more connection between them now. Just a little bit. Also, can we both admit that the, the plot twist of principal, like the principal becoming a love interest was... Ex like that was very obvious right away this was basically just a hallmark story just like this whole story that they have going was just a hallmark movie yeah exactly. very predictable very I actually have that written in my notes as my very next <laughs> note this is just a hallmark movie i had that as my first note and i was supposed to bring it up a feral and i completely forgot about it like this is just a basic blend hallmark story it's like so predictable, and you know exactly <laughs> what's going to happen, and it follows the same structure that every single Walmart movie follows. It really does, <laughs> with its own twist of like Disney magic. Yeah, it's like, <laughs> oh, nasty, horrible girl falls for the charming, funny, witty guy. Then he like shows her and changes her mind on things. Then something bad happens and they have to break up for a bit. And then she comes chasing back after him at the end. Literally what <laughs> happens in this movie. <laughs> it's like this this movie just uses the Hallmark formula. Yeah. Like, that's one of the issues that I have with this movie as well. I'm but like, I love Hallmark. Christmas see, I hate movies. Hallmark movies. And that's why. <laughs> that's one of the issues that I had with this. I'm like, but um, well, yes, we can immediately see that Principal, uh, what's her name? Newman. Newman is going to like become the love interest for Santa Claus. It, it, it's obvious right from the beginning, from their first interaction. <laughs> um, but then I also put down that, uh, you know, schools really can't decorate too much for a certain holiday. They, they can do a little bit, but like you're supposed to keep the church out of schools, which Christmas is technically a Christian holiday. I mean... I've seen, uh, like, schools do decorations and stuff like that, but they also have to just try and keep it open for other, like, everything. Like, they do Hanukkah decorations as well. They do, like, mm -hmm. Kwanzaa decorations. They just have to, like... But that's why some open. schools just... There's some schools that just don't decorate at all. I mean, she just doesn't, like, celebrate anything, though. That's what it seemed like. She, Th that's it also true. It didn't seem like that had anything to do with it. Which, that her, also adds into the case. hallmark... <laughs> movie thing she doesn't really like christmas and then this guy comes around and suddenly she sees it in a whole new light she loves christmas now <laughs> we cut back to santa being at his desk and reading the rule book mm -hmm. i just want to know where all that cocoa goes when he's drinking it <laughs> i don't 
I'm not entirely sure. It's I just, just want to know where it's going. It's just Does he have sits, a stomach? It kind of sits in stomach from, from forever. <laughs> but he says he's drinking like a ton of it later know. on. And it's like, okay, but where is it all going? Does Does he use the bathroom? He's a toy. Maybe they can like remove his butt flap and like the cocoa drains <laughs> out. And then uh, from that one <laughs> scene where you do see the butt flap. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It, it, there's it, obvious lines to where it opens up. So maybe. So like maybe he just opens his butt flap and then all the cocoa pours out. Is that then... just a setup for a bad poop joke, though? <laughs> I don't know. I don't I don't think this was things people they like was supposed to be talking about when when they thought about this movie <laughs> um and then we cut back there's a lot of back and forth between yeah the North Pole and then mm-hmm. where scott is but now we're cutting back to his date that date was questionable immediately yeah like I... she's very into christmas and it's christmas time okay that's fine she goes yeah i'm an aspiring singer songwriter that does not mean start singing your terrible Christmas parody of Shania Twain's I Feel Like a Woman. At the top of your lungs. At like, the top of your lungs and not even in tune. No, it was bad. It was a bad. Performance. You're going to have to stick with whatever job you're at now, <laughs> which I'm guessing you don't have a job right now if you're trying to make that your living. I don't know. Maybe, I don't know. <laughs> Maybe also, she's one of those at, like, craft stores who's wrapping up gifts for people. <laughs> I like how she's the one that makes a fool of herself by singing that song, and then she gets mad at him for, for like, reacting like that. Now, like, I will say, if you're going to be with someone, like, if there's something quirky about them, yeah, admire it. She went a little too far. Yeah, and she she blames him for getting mad. Like, come on, lady, you you should have known like what you were doing. There. I would love a woman who's ambitious and fun and all that, but don't start singing and dancing in a restaurant <laughs> while we're on our first date. Yeah. Wait till we get to know each other, then we can be weird together. <laughs> I feel How like has Lucy known Scott her whole life without knowing that he's Santa Claus? I mean, I guess he kept it a secret. But like From, it's obvious, like you can well, see how she, he looks. She, she probably does know, but she's trying to get confirmation before. He looks just like going. Santa Claus any other time of the year, like. And and actually, that gets me to my next part, where uh, they're at the park or whatever mm-hmm. for that community service. Yeah, and that girl instantly knows that he's Santa and like runs up to him. Mm-hmm saying that she was a good girl and what she wants yeah and no one like her mom doesn't question that at all i don't know it would have like it would have made sense if he still looked like santa at that point like the fact that he didn't look like santa anymore is why why it was so weird yeah and then the girl like still knew though because i guess because you know they talked about it in the first movie you know seeing isn't believing believing seeing kind of deal Maybe and she kids, just kind of knew somehow. She kids just have that natural instinct of knowing that the North Pole's real yeah. and Santa's real and could pick him out. Like the kids were doing that in the first movie, lining up for him at the soccer game. Mm-hmm. But he, he looked a little more like Santa. like Santa back then. But <laughs> yeah, 
But the back at the North Pole, the toy Santa's going, hey, I need the naughty and iceless. I need to check it. He's also killing all the elves while he's playing football with them. <laughs> yeah, he slaughters them. <laughs> and it's it's like, wow. And none of them still are like, look, we don't want to deal with this Santa. I don't I don't understand why they didn't lock him up at that point. Well, there was plenty yeah. of other points where they had a good chance to lock him up before he got too out of control. That was one of them. But like no one like questions him. No one does like stop tries to stop him at this point. I think my notes are all mixed mixed around because I have community well, service written after all my. You jump, yeah, because you jumped to help jump ahead a little bit with the park notes because that didn't happen yet. Yeah, because he got in trouble. For, like the reason they were at the park was because he got in trouble for spray painting the lockers. Oh no, it's because I wrote down the girl knows he's Santa. Yeah. I think the girl was meant to be Lucy. <laughs> oh. <laughs> So I was, it was the same note I was talking about. Yeah. <laughs> but you didn't label her as Lucy. Which they don't I, I don't know why I any, didn't put her down as Lucy. They don't give any insight as to who she actually is. Like, she says... She says Lucy? Uncle Scott and... Yeah. That's that's just a thing. Uh, That's Lauren Neal's child. See, that's what I thought. But they didn't actually... Like, they didn't go into it at all. It, it's and Lauren like, Neal's child. They should have just, like said at least once all they had to do was say it once that's what the only reason i know is because she calls them mom and dad in the third movie yeah see i mean <laughs> i i had definitely assumed it and like just went with that the entire time it says what i was thinking but like all I mean, why else was... would she be in that in their house i know but i agree and that's why <laughs> i knew but it just made some like they didn't introduce her at all like that I feel like they should have been like she's a new character to the series. They should have had some kind of introduction to her at least. Yeah. All they had to do was have like one scene showing where she's like definitely Laura and Neil's kid. Yeah, I mean she looks nothing like them. She doesn't. <laughs> <laughs> because in movies that matters. Anyways. Anyway, then Charlie gets in trouble again for, for, for spray painting. But how can Scott not expect him to get in trouble for that? Like, he's making a big deal. Like, don't get him in trouble. Don't suspend him. Like, he's lucky he doesn't get expelled for something like that. Yeah. <laughs> and he's, like, downplaying the suspension. <laughs> the fact that he got off with community service instead. Like, uh, that was, like, <laughs> he was let off easy. Yeah. But then we get to the park and the community service. and. It actually shows that Principal Newman cares about these kids. Her name's Carol. I can call her Carol. That's it. <laughs> I have her like, like in different, like three different names in my notes. I have her as Principal Newman. I have her as Carol. I have her as uh, just Principal in general. <laughs> For some reason in my head, her name was Sarah. She looks like Sarah. She does. But no, her name's not Sarah. It's Carol. And I should have <laughs> remembered that because of Christmas carols. <laughs> But anyways, she actually shows that she does care about these kids after that one guy with his shaved legs comes running through. <laughs> like, and he's just being a jerk. He has the nerve to be a jerk, but he looks like that. I mean, that's usually how it goes. His legs are shaved. I like how all it took was a cup of coffee to get her to warm up to Scott. Uh, yeah, the, like, just that little bit of kindness goes a long way. That's com just one cup of coffee, like completely changed her whole personality. It seems. Like. Look, it does that for me in the morning, also. 
<laughs> I mean, it's not wrong, but <laughs> it's like she was so nasty and terrible the entirety of the movie before this. And now that she had like Scott got her a cup of coffee, she's just like nice to him all of a sudden. And, and then this is the part in my notes where it says little girl comes up to him and knows he's Santa. <laughs> now we're back to the other girl, which shouldn't have been labeled because she didn't have a name. <laughs> no. Or no, she did have a name. Oh, yes, because Scott had to use his magic to know it. Yeah, and then he said, oh, it was on her necklace. Yeah. <laughs> but, I mean, they start showing that they like each other. And then he just shows up at her house randomly. Yeah, like, I don't know what that was about. Maybe <laughs> he was trying to get her to be his wife. I mean, he apparently, like, caught feelings for her already at that at the park, it seemed like. Yeah. So, like, he was like, all right, let me go ask her on a date. Like, how do you find out where she lives? How do you, like... Well, I mean, he's Santa. So he probably used some magic to figure that out. He's using Santa magic to find out where she lives. And just, like, rolls up on her house out of nowhere after they've been hanging out all day. Also, why'd she give him so much crap about noodles and pie? That sounds like an ideal date to me. That sounds great to me. She's, like, rolling his eyes and laughing at him, saying, like, noodles and pie. Is Is that your, like go-to date i'm like that sounds great to me and then she mentions her ideal date is drinks in a movie which (laughs) is like okay that's very basic exactly like (laughs) that's just the most basic date you can have but i mean it's pretty hallmark romantic for them to suddenly (laughs) have that sleigh ride scene where she's opening up to him I, i also don't understand why it cost him so much magic to get the reindeer as compared to, like, the other stuff that he was doing. Because that took, like, three or four ticks off of his watch on the on the magic counter. I don't think that... I don't remember that taking any ticks off his watch. Yeah, because when... So I think what it was was the snow. The snow took one tick. Right after he says, like, oh, you're... Like, what What kind of car do you drive? Or what do you... Like, what's, what are you driving? Like, what are we riding in? He says, oh, you're going to love this. And he opens the door. And then he looks at his watch, and it goes down like three or four ticks after okay. that. Because I felt like he lost most of it during the party. No, he only lost like one or two, which is what I was saying. That's what I had the issue with. It was like he lost one point from the Secret Santa, which should have, I felt, take like three or four ticks instead of the reindeer. Well, he had to turn his reindeer into actual horses because they were <laughs> horse. But, Eh, maybe that's what cost so much magic. And then he had to get that sleigh out of nowhere. And then the snow. Well, the snow then... co- we showed, showed that it cost a point for the snow. Yeah. And then the Secret Santa was like two points or something like that. Also, like, once you realize you're using this ma- magic, like, calm down. Yeah. Like, save some of the... You knew what was going to happen when you ran out of it. He should have started to be conservative after a certain point. Yeah, but no. He even makes the time to create mistletoe under him in the principal. Yeah. <laughs> but let me just say, that party was so boring. That party looked awful. Well, at first it looked awful. After they brought all the toys in, After it like a the Secret Santa, that was like the best party and that I wanted to go. Incredible. Like, I would have loved to go to a party like that with all old toys and games. and <laughs> Exactly. Like, they were playing that uh, tic-tac-toe beanbag game. Yeah. <laughs> that I remember growing up with and then 
Rock'em Sock'em Robots. Rock'em Sock'em Robots. And there was all kinds of other games. And... One one girl had an Easy Bake Oven. <laughs> one of the teachers was like, yeah, I want to go there. <laughs> it looked like a great party after that. But first, it looked terrible, though. <laughs> oh, uh, we skipped one scene where at the North Pole when the toy Santa is making his army. Oh, yeah. It was like, okay, we instantly know this is not going to go well. <laughs> but again, no one's doing anything to try and stop Toy Santa. No, like he should have been. Does he not have like an on-off switch somewhere on him? After he says oh, everyone deserves coal is when they should have just locked him up immediately. Like that's that's the other thing I was trying to think of before when I said there was other spots where it's like. Well, he doesn't say that until after he's made his army. No, he said that before he made the army. I feel like he said everyone was bad after, like, Charlie got suspended. That's oh, no, no. So he mentioned it, but he didn't mention that they're all getting cold. He just mentioned that... All kids are naughty. Well, he mentioned that one kid was naughty because he wiped snot on his sister's shirt. <laughs> but he doesn't really mention the coal thing until after he makes... I, don't know. I feel like he had said something about all the kids being Because I wrote it down under army. Dictator Santa. <laughs> I have General Santa. <laughs> General Santa and the Toy Soldier Army was my next note. <laughs> but yeah, he says they're going to stop making toys and they're just going to give out coal to everyone. Yeah. And that's when Bernard's like, no, that's not Santa. And then he gets taken away. Instead of getting Santa taken away. <laughs> yeah. Again, the elves out clearly outnumbered Toy Santa before the army, and even with the army, they still had, like, it feels still like... And they, they still did, did nothing. Yeah. <laughs> they just let it happen. But then we cut back to Scott and Carol at Carol's house, and that's where he spills the beans, like, hey, I'm Santa Claus. And she should have just believed him because of all the magical things going on. Like, I would have believed him instantly. I would have believed. Also, even again, I was about to bring this up in my other, like for other parts of notes, but it also makes sense here. Like he just lost like a couple hundred pounds over two or three weeks that she's seen him. Like, well, him. she did mention it. it was like, are you doing OK? But like, again, no one questions this at all. Like you see how much weight he had dropped. He loses the entire beard. He loses all the. Well, like, she the... did question it. it she just... questions it. But like in passing, I feel like seeing someone lose that much weight. There's, there's more than just a question <laughs> at that point it's no longer hey are you doing all right it's hey i think you're dying yeah, let me like, get you to a hospital <laughs> no one's losing that kind of weight and like i think it was like two or three weeks that he was there because they had they said he had what 30 some 27 days or 20 something yeah. days and like he was there for like the whole period of that so that's like three weeks and he's he was like, like full weight when he first got there and then he's back to, like, what he looked like when he was Scott. Yeah. Back Scott, before he was Santa. Scott Calvin. So, like, that should have also been an indication to her as to that he wasn't telling, like, that he was telling the truth. And then we get that scene where, or no, before he told him all that, we got yeah. that scene where Charlie was throwing the snowballs at the house. Mm -hmm. Which goes into after that scene where they're back at I'm guessing Lauren Neal's house yeah. and Charlie and Scott fight over that. Or Charlie's like, wow, I have the coolest dad ever, but I can't tell 
anyone anything. <laughs> like, you can. They're just not going to believe you. Exactly. <laughs> I mean, you can tell them other stuff, too. It's not like you can't just, like, come up with some kind of cool excuse. Like, come. He's a toy maker. Exactly. That's literally what he can say. That's what he has been telling people. He's a toy maker. Like, I think that's pretty cool. Yeah. He's making, like, brand new toys for people, which that's what he was doing beforehand anyways. Mm -hmm. It's not like he wouldn't be lying. He's not lying about that point. (laughs) Yeah. And it takes Lucy to talk some sense into Charlie. Like, you love him. But then... Scott has to find a way to get back to the North Pole because he used up all his magic to impress. And Scott brings him the news about Toy Santa. And so his idea was, I'm going to lose a tooth. And he has some strong teeth, probably from being Santa. Probably. But I like how they keep trying and it. Like they throw the toaster off. The stairs I like how I comes after him. That is like the most excited we see see Neil like the entirety of the movie series. <laughs> like <laughs> he, he just gets, wants to hurt Scott. He was just so excited to throw a toaster over a banister to try and pull his tooth out. He's like, "Yeah, me and my brothers did this all the time." <laughs> and then after he falls and tumbles and is working hard to lose his tooth, Lucy just comes running out. Hey, I lost the tooth. Also, why didn't Scott just try and bring Carol back with him to the North Pole at this point? He didn't have the magic at that point because he wasted it all trying to impress her. I mean, yeah. But like, <laughs> I don't, also, how fast can the Tooth Fairy fly that he gets to the North Pole? And I don't know because it hours. seemed like he got there pretty quick. It was like instantly pretty much. And, and like, then after he drops them off, like maybe an hour or two passes. And he's back with And Carolyn. he's back with Charlie and Carol. Yeah. I mean... How fast do planes fly? Like, how, I was supposed to look this up to put in my notes, too. But, like, it's got to be, like, thousands of miles like, an hour. At least yeah. minimum thousands, if not multiple thousands. I mean, I'm sure since the Tooth Fairy is one of those legendary figures, he has these special powers. Maybe he can fly very fast. Is that safe for him to be carrying someone with, though? Can they, like, I don't feel I like, mean, I feel I like the human Scott's... body... Well, Scott should be used to it because he does basically the same thing on well, Christmas. Scott is Santa Claus. That's all right. It's reasonable. Scott's body could handle it. But Charlie and... and well, uh, Charlie's been on trips with Carol. Scott, so he could be used to it. But Carol, definitely not. Even if they're used to it, like how the fa- the speed that he would have to be flying to get to the, the North Pole that fast. And fa- unless he has like some kind of protection magic while he's flying that they're not getting hit in the face with the the air pressure of flying at 50,000 miles an hour. Yeah, like <laughs> But also where do they live? Like obviously in America, but like where in America? I don't think it's ever stated as to where they live or it's even like cuz they never show any major cities like maybe any... they're in the northern part of America. I don't know. Well, there's snow there. Mm-hmm. So like but I don't know. It's never, they never hint at any, like, so it's not location. like they're flying from Texas. They're not coming from Florida. We know that. <laughs> yeah. Also, how did Charlie know that he can get back to the North Pole from the Tooth Fairy? And, like, how did Charlie know how to stop the Tooth Fairy? Yeah, that's, that was not explained at all. And that, like, this was one of the other issues that I had. It's like, Charlie shouldn't even know of the actual Tooth Fairy's existence unless he happened to be at one well, of the meetings. Oh, that's no. possible. Because 
all the other figures said that they've met Charlie and that he was a good kid. Yeah, that's what, I guess. Yeah. So he had to have met the Tooth Fairy at some point within the past eight years and knew about yeah, it. Yeah, I'm but... sure he's met. I'm sure he's met all the yeah. legendary council. <laughs> but then we get to the final showdown between all the elves and the toy soldiers, which, which should have been a much easier fight. Again, there was like 50 elves for every one toy soldier. But I, it was still a fun fight. It was a fun fight. I'm not saying it wasn't fun. That one, but... and and then the one between the two Santas was fun with Chet <laughs> involved also. Um, I also but don't then understand after why... the fight, it just kind of feels like they're rushing to get the movie over with. Yeah, I also don't understand why the reindeer would agree to fly for Toy Santa to begin with. Like they know clearly he's not the real Santa. Why would they like? Because he said the words for them to fly. <laughs> I don't know. I feel like maybe they were... just based off that command, they were like, "Oh, hey, it's time for us to go." I feel like they're a bit smarter than that. From all the stuff that we've shown, like we've yeah. seen of them previously, I feel like they wouldn't actually like just take off with fakes in instead. And also agreeing to marry someone after three weeks is wild. Well, like <laughs> I feel like she got guilted into it, even though they're... she definitely did get guilted into it. But also, I mean, they even went no pressure. Just Christmas will be ruined. <laughs> like it was a terrible way to do it, but still, like, just, I mean, I they do like a Hallmark movie. They they're able to fall in love with each other that quickly. Three weeks, like that. I mean, granted, Hallmark movie. <laughs> we don't know how much time they actually spent with each. Well, they hated each other before the three weeks because he was like just making fun of her the entire time. Yeah, but it's like I don't, I cannot understand agreeing to marry someone that fast, even if they are Santa Claus. <laughs> and then while he's on deliveries, that's when he decides to tell Lucy that he's Santa Claus, which again she should have known the entire time. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, but I mean, and then that's the end. I feel like the ends just rushed after the fight. I mean, there's not much really to it left that they had to wrap up at that point though yeah they should have followed it up with uh charlie and his girlfriend but no they didn't do anything with that yeah i mean just that little bit where charlie like asks her out and then scott maybe makes mistletoe appear under above them or something Mm -hmm. like he did for him and principal newman yeah but no they just that would have been that would have been good enough for me Mm-hmm. It would have been cute. It would have been short and sweet. <laughs> I would have loved that for Charlie. Why does Charlie never get the love that he deserves? <laughs> but anyways, uh, if we're ready to move on to characters. Yeah, I think we can move on to characters now. Uh, for characters, I have an 82. For characters, I have an 85 again. I don't feel like the characters are as strong in this movie as they were in the first movie. Um. No, in fact, I left Laura and Neil off my list because they literally did not change. They didn't change. Except for now they like Scott in this movie. They didn't really do much, contribute much to this movie either as well. And I didn't really even put Lucy in this. No, well, Lucy had like two spots in the movie. I mean, she did a little more, but... Well, she wasn't in the first movie to begin with. Yeah. So... I meant she did a little more than oh, Lauren Neal did. A little did. more. Okay, I got you. <laughs> but, like, not enough for me to put her in. Uh, I mean, obviously, I have Scott in here. Scott's still just as amazing as he was in the first movie. Personally. Oh, yeah. I like, still love his character. He's the main 
carry of carrying of the score for characters in this movie. But the character with the biggest change is obviously Charlie, because now he's older. Yeah, see, I didn't believe, like, I didn't, I wasn't sure if it was actually the same person that was even playing Charlie at first. Like, when I watched, when I was like, damn, they really just threw someone new in here to to replace Charlie and got rid of the cute little kid of Charlie, like. No, that was the same Charlie. And I was like, he really grew up that much. Yeah, it makes you feel old. (laughs) It does. But yeah, they put older Charlie in there and it it shows how much time has passed on him and how he's grown up a lot. And And now he's this troubled teen because he has this big secret to keep. Mm -hmm. And there's a girl that he likes that we don't even get much of. (laughs) I don't even remember her name. That's how little significance. Jessica. I have it in my notes only because it says, why would they put Jessica in the movie if they're never going to put her, show her again? I have an ex named Jessica, so that's weird. Charlie, <laughs> run away. <laughs> oh, never mind. It's not Jessica. It's Danielle. I do not have an ex named Danielle. You're good. <laughs> uh, but yes, the only reason I have her name in my notes is because I said, why would they introduce her without following up on her ever again? Yeah. Except the snowball fight. Um, Carol, you know, yes, cheesy Hallmark love interest, but I still think she's a great character nonetheless. See, my issue with Carol is how fast her personality changes and how easily it's like, like there was no like struggle between her. Like, as again, like I said earlier, as soon as he gives her that cup of coffee, her entire attitude changes completely. No, I feel like even before the coffee, whenever she's telling off those guys, like how, you know, she's showing that she does care about these kids and she does believe in them. Yeah, but I think she's just any other interaction we've had with her before that is how like nasty or how rude she is to the kids or to anyone or like she only cares. Like she just seems like this really strict person and there's no other personality besides that. And then all of a sudden it just flips like a switch. And there's like an instant change, and then it's like she's like that the whole time, except for like the little tiny struggle they have when she doesn't believe that he is Santa Claus, and she thinks that she's he's like messing with her. Yeah, um, I put Bernard in. He doesn't change much. He or no more so. He doesn't seem as competent as a head elf in this I movie know. as he did in the first one. See, I feel like he's a lot more lenient with scott here as compared to like when we first meet him and how like how on top of scott he is and all that stuff like he's they have a much closer relationship now yeah they're not it's not it's not more of a like a working relationship well that's because scott's doing a good job i mean yeah everyone's talking about how he's like the greatest santa they've had and then we have curtis who's the number two elf apparently and keeper of the rules he's very which where was he during the first movie don't you feel like he should have been the one he should have been a part of the first movie but they probably didn't even think about him like for the first movie shouldn't someone like him have been the one to been explaining everything to scott instead of bernard yeah curtis was a fun character though i i liked curtis a lot oh yeah and he was funny he he was that typical like dweeb kid (laughs) that we all used to be um, and then Toy Santa, the villain of the movie. Toy Santa was hilarious. Oh, yeah. 
I thought and there's no better villain than yourself. Yeah. <laughs> Especially if you're a comedian. Although, <laughs> like I said, Toy Santa just honestly really reminded me of Buzz Lightyear. Like, his yeah. mannerisms, his actions. It was like Buzz Lightyear in the first Toy Story when he still thought he was a toy. And <laughs> Which is I'm not a toy, what... I'm the real Santa. That's basically what the same thing here was with Toy mm-hmm. Santa. I didn't write down many other characters. Uh, the Tooth Fairy was the only other character. Oh, the Tooth Fairy. That, that I included. I should have wrote Tooth Fairy down because he was hilarious. The Molinator. <laughs> the Molinator. <laughs> Roy. <laughs> Where does he even get Roy from? I don't. <laughs> what was the actor's name? Is that the actor? Uh, who's Who's um... the one who plays Tooth Fairy? Uh, no, his name is Art Lafleur. <laughs> then I don't know. Roy, Roy just came. Maybe Roy Disney, but that's possible. <laughs> but I don't know. Also, why didn't they just bring Judy back instead of bringing Abby, and who looked exactly the same? I didn't notice that wasn't Judy. To be real honest with you, I thought it was. That's what I was. That's what I was telling you earlier. It's like. I thought, and this was the thing I went on to want to mention in fun facts about them replacing actors, like, and making them look exactly the same and sound exactly the same. Well, I thought they found that, a girl who looked exactly like the first Judy and it's made not her Judy. Judy. They didn't name her. Her name is Abby in this movie, which is uh, one. I, that's where I found out about it. Where, where I found I spotted a difference because he says he says something about Abby, and then. She looks exactly the same. She acts exactly the same. She does all the same things. Like, brings them to Coco. She does all that. It's not the same person. It, it, it might as well just be Judy. That's looks, what I'm saying. She looks like, exactly like Judy. Just, just keep her as Judy. <laughs> like, again, I also thought it was Judy. <laughs> like, Because even in my notes, I put her down as bad news Judy. I know. I was, was going to bring this up to you earlier as well when you said Judy, but I've like we had already moved too quickly for me to get the chance to tell you, like to, to do this whole spiel then. But yes, it's not Judy. It's just someone that looks and My mind's been blown right now. I'm not okay. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> what did they do with Judy? She grew up. <laughs> but yeah. Then they did that with like a couple of the other elves. They were just like looking exact and act exactly the same as like some of the other elves that we've had in the past movie. I don't like it. <laughs> Here's a conspiracy. <laughs> <laughs> they went uh, back in time. Okay, we need to move on before I get <laughs> mad about this. <laughs> so for visuals. <laughs> for visuals, I have an 85. Have a seventy-six for my visuals. <laughs> I mean, I thought the visuals were pretty good. I was not impressed with the there, visuals. There was here. nothing incredible. It's it's kind of like the first movie. I don't know. See, I feel the opposite. Like the first this the first movie was okay. It had some good stuff here and there. This I feel like there was some bad stuff. Like that overview of the North Pole. What like when they showed the entire village, I thought that was pretty bad CG. Yeah, like, work. It didn't look as bad when they like got to the ground and showed like the village close up and stuff like that. But like that overhead shot was pretty, pretty bad. I liked the mistletoe. That's all you liked? <laughs> no. <laughs> um, the inside of the North Pole looked great again, though. Oh yeah, like the whole workshop and all that. The stuff. workshop looked great, and mm-hmm. you know costumes. For like the elves and all that, 
See, that's all I have from my visual and all. So, like, I didn't think there was anything that stood out in this. I also put down Principal Newman. Uh, <laughs> He's pretty. Principal Newman <laughs> did stand out, but <laughs> I I didn't push that into my visual score, unfortunately. <laughs> I pushed that into all my notes. <laughs> she is very good looking. <laughs> I, I did not actually put her in all my notes. That was that was for laughs. Ha 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 ha. Uh, you probably did. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't blame you, but well, I mean, what is that? All your visual notes? That, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, I feel like there wasn't anything that stood out, like visually in this movie. Like, there wasn't. Well, the fight scene was kind of fun, but it wasn't yeah. like visually. Stunning. I enjoyed the camera movements for the it fight scene. I wouldn't say there was anything that stood out though, like visually as compared to like the first movie. Because the first movie had a few like special effects that were kind of cool, yeah. Like the chimneys opening, that's fair. like other stuff. Well, they did that again and for I'm, this movie, but at that point, it's already been used. We've already seen it, so it's nothing new <laughs> at this point. I don't know. I just didn't think they did anything to stand out in this movie to make the visuals. Well, then let's go ahead and move on to atmosphere. Okay, our atmosphere. I have a seventy-five. I have an eighty-five. <laughs> Yet again, I don't think. They did any well soundtrack wise. I don't feel like they did anything special to to make the soundtrack stand out at all as compared to. Uh, I mean, I like the soundtrack. I, don't, I really I like it. I didn't think it was bad, but I didn't think I feel like it didn't stand out compared to other soundtracks it, that we've as heard. As far as like Christmas movies, I don't think it stands out with them. Where other Christmas movies would probably go up in the nineties, like Home Alone movies. White Christmas, things like that. Yeah. There wasn't a prominent like set soundtrack in this, I feel, compared to like even the first movie had like that constant like jingling in the background and mm-hmm. had, they added the bells into everything and, and constant, yeah, Carol of the Bells. But for this, I don't know, see the sound effects I feel was the, str- the strong point. For most sound effects. It. And I went ahead and threw in the acting here to save it some points. All the sound effects from the toys in the workshop, they did a great job with that. I will mention one thing I thought was bad was the like voiceover during the Santa's versus Santa fight. Like yeah. it just felt wrong. A little bit. I did like that dramatic music that they put in for the football game. I thought that was fun. Yeah. <laughs> also, the new reindeer voice is weird. I prefer the doom <laughs> sound effects. <laughs> oh no, I like that. I didn't. I did not like the fake reindeer talking. Also, with Chet, all no. I heard was Phil and Will whenever that Chet was speaking. <laughs> I loved from Chet. the Rugrats. <laughs> I love Chet, especially when he was singing um, "Deck the Halls" before takeoff for that all, final all fight. All I heard anytime Chet was talking was Phil and Will from the Rugrats. <laughs> <laughs> no, I just loved the little. <laughs> but yeah, uh, that's all I've written down. So let's go to entertainment. Okay. You want to guess my score? Is it 85? No, it's 92. Because <laughs> I still really enjoy this movie. Uh, I have an 87 for my entertainment. Again, a lot higher than most of my other scores, but it was an entertaining movie still. As, as I mean, there were some great jokes. Know. Like, let's be real. As soon as he's told about Charlie being on the naughty list, him going, Sheen, I thought he strained out. That, that was a great joke. I really laughed a lot of that one and then whenever curtis goes there's a clause he's like yeah it's me i'm santa claus no there's <laughs> another 
that claws them trying to explain the other claws was yeah, a, a great bit a bunch <laughs> at the mall this time of year <laughs> that was a great bit and that... then the well that i mentioned in the uh fun facts yeah once you learn that it's like uh that's funny uh, the puppets throughout the movie were hilarious. All the <laughs> stupid little things that the puppets were doing, I just mm-hmm. found myself laughing. They were funny in the first movie, they just were from f- that one scene. Yeah, <laughs> they were funny from that one scene, but they had it, like they showed them a few more times this movie, and they were great. I don't remember if they do anything in the third movie, which kind of makes oh, me sad. That is sad. I liked them. They need like they need their own movie. <laughs> um, again, I like the Hallmark Christmas See, movies, so I thought. I don't that like the Hallmark Christmas. cheesy romance that was fun. Did not to add to my that's I I honestly took points away because of that because I love that kind of stuff though. It's it's too predictable. It follows the same structure. It's all the same. It's just like it's the it's formula. Still and cute. It, <laughs> but Toy Santa was extremely entertaining throughout the entirety of the movie as well as a villain. And oh just yeah, as a character and like and then just all the references throughout. Also, just like seeing Santa interact with all of his elves throughout was fun. Mm-hmm. Like in the beginning, when Scott is going around to all the elves and complimenting them on on how they're doing, and... like he's really became a good Santa. Mm-hmm. And he can. Um, I thought the battle scenes were fun. Yeah. Yes, they should have been won a little. They should have been won more easily. <laughs> but they were still fun. They were. And. I don't know why I found this just absolutely hilarious, but Curtis saying that he's from Buffalo. <laughs> it was a funny line. I, it was. It, it made no sense. It was so random. Just but, Curtis in general was funny. Yeah, Curtis had had a lot of great lines. Like uh, mm-hmm. when Lucy asked why his ears were pointy, he was like, "Cause I did not eat my vegetables." Do you eat your vegetables? <laughs> she went crying to him after that. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but I again, there's just some there's really fun moments and it's a funny movie. Yeah, I I agree. It's not it's not bad. I had no issues like major issues with it. Eighty seven is still a really high score for yeah. entertainment. I also have written in soon I'll be seven, but I don't remember. Oh, oh that, that was, was Lucy. from Lucy. Yeah, when Lucy Lucy <laughs> was like they were trying to keep the secrets from Lucy. And she was like, <laughs> soon I'll be seven and I'll get to know everything. <laughs> that was that was an amazing line. That was good. Also, uh, the Tooth Fairy was a lot. There was a lot of fun stuff with the Tooth Fairy. Tooth Fairy line. <laughs> when he's naming off all the other things he wants to be. <laughs> they they like lack respect for the Tooth Fairy. Poor. Even sandman was asleep the whole time yeah how come they don't and give then, him crap <laughs> yeah and then mother nature's like hey sandman wake up name change for the tooth fairy and he didn't even hear any of them he just goes no no rude <laughs> um, also we got to see carol throughout the entire movie so what's that i said also we got to see carol the entire movie i so tried not to say that but yeah <laughs> yeah i think i'm ready to give an overall score yeah all right uh, for my overall score, I have an 80. I have an 86.4. Not an 85? <laughs> no, but you know what? Now that you said that. No. <laughs> <laughs> no cheating. <laughs> uh, yeah, I originally had it a little bit lower. And it was, uh, it was actually, well, 
it was fluctuating because it started off lower and then it went higher. And I'm like, all right, I'm going to keep it at 80. 80 seems good. It's tied with Cars 2 right now, which I need to change Cars 2. Cars 2 Cars is 2. Santa Claus 2? Yeah. Whoa. <laughs> well, Cars 2 should not be that high now that I'm like thinking about it. Yeah, no. That, that I don't I don't understand how that slipped so, so like, slipped by at an 80. It was an entertaining movie, but it was... <laughs> it was a little entertaining, but like... <laughs> yeah, that's so that, sequels that score is definitely going to get changed at some point. But... But uh, just so we can get it out of the way, our next movie will be the Santa Claus Three. Yeah, uh, we are. We have decided that we're we're going to just take that, take care of it now, and get it over with. Even though it's probably not essential. And well, let's be real. Be... This season's going to go on till next December, anyways. Yeah. So we can get to uh... other Christmas movies then. <laughs> yeah, we're probably probably gonna drop. These this episode and the Santa Claus three together to to keep it out on time because we're a bit off schedule right now, and I know you you don't even notice now. I'm telling you this now. I've been terrible with my editing currently, and I'm like so far backed up. So I'm changing the release date of our episodes to like Saturday, Friday, Saturday ish. Oh, I mean they I were know. already coming out Friday, so one day well, later is not. They were coming out Friday. Well like midnight friday for west coast people but now it's going to be coming out like later in the day and friday like friday night or saturday morning because it's just my new schedule at work and all the things going on it's just impossible for yeah me to get if, these. if we get behind please forgive us we have real jobs <laughs> besides this yeah. so i've been trying my best to try and keep on schedule but it's just not possible anymore with this new and i you know, you've got have definitely noticed it from the past two episodes that came out late like you don't yeah the past few episodes have been out yeah. late, and I'm trying my best. But again, I have a new schedule now. I'm working more like different hours. I I have other stuff going on. I mean, I kind of figured and that's what it was. So it's just hard for me to get episodes out at that new like at the original timeline. So again, it stinks because you guys aren't going to hear this for like two or three weeks, and it'll have already been going on. But now you'll have a little explanation that episodes are going to be a little bit later now instead of like when they normally used to come out but we're still going to bring you the fun but yes we're still continuing and we're still going to do our best to get things out to you and so yeah next week santa claus 3 which i'm excited for because martin short is the villain of the movie but it's also probably going to be released at the same time as this because yeah i think i missed an i missed a week somewhere so I need to drop that in there somewhere. But again, by this time you'll be hearing it. It'll be it'll be too late already. So <laughs> either way, we're getting to Santa Claus three. Whether you get it right after this episode comes out, or you actually get it like later in the week, you're getting it. So until next time, may all your dreams come true. Bye. Hey you, don't go anywhere yet. I know the episode just finished and like we already said our goodbyes, but this is Dominic from the future. Well, technically Dominic from the present correcting what Dominic from the past had just said in that whole spiel that you just heard. So we had mentioned that 
we were going to get to Santa Claus 3 next, and obviously we said that we were behind on our recording and stuff like that. So as you can see, we're still very much behind on episode. So in the interest of keeping things moving and we're already almost done with January already, we're going to move the Santa Claus 3 episode potentially later when we get to December again this year, or maybe we'll just do it in a different season. We haven't decided, but we, we have deemed it unessential again after, after watching it. Uh, so we, we're going to continue moving forward. Uh, next week, the episode we have coming out is going to be the parent trap. So that's going to be coming out again. Still running a little bit behind on editing, but I'm going to, again, trying my best to try and keep things moving. I should have this episode out on time, though. So, fingers crossed. I know this episode came out a bit late again, but I think I'm finally getting back in the groove of things again, and my schedule is a little bit lighter than it was. So, I'm going to hopefully have the Parent Trap episode out by the Saturday-ish, hopefully. Uh, fingers crossed. But thanks again for sticking around. I really appreciate you guys and really happy to hear you guys listening still.